It's first thing Friday so it's time for fix. Our weekly newsletter, with this audio version made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice fix slash insider, Friday November 12th. AdTech. Morning Brew looks at how spammy sites that rip off obits end up running ads from major brands. So we see smart brands using smart agencies running ads next to scrape stories about dead people. Once the ad tech firms were told about these ads, they were obviously quick to stop them running. Chasing cheap clicks, usually from fat fingers, isn't effective in any way. They also look at how the new Apple regime affects DTC advertisers on Facebook, with one saying, What I wish more people understood is that it is really impacting these small and mid-sized businesses, and those businesses that were super reliant on Facebook. They're definitely exploring other channels within the paid digital ecosystem, Real Muto affirmed. Facebook is on the record saying that at minimum, 15% of total sales are, now, being underreported based on their dashboard. It's safe to say that, given the amount of, retargeting, that a lot of e-commerce brands lean into, it's probably significantly higher than that. The message is starting to be told to consumers, consumer reports, similar to which in the UK, has a long explanation, quoting lots of smart ad tech people. It's a useful summary of where we are with all this. The first element of the ad tech perfect storm was GDPR and it's clear now that few fully understand the legislation. So the IAB advice on how to capture data subjects' choices about the processing of their personal data for digital advertising, content and measurement was incorrect. The IXI has been vociferous on this topic, so they celebrate the decision and continue to argue that the whole concept of real-time bidding is incompatible with GDPR. In this confused world, a lot of brands are being poorly advised, obituary sites and more, and the only winners are the big platforms who benefit from logged-in users and real scale. That is emphasized by this DTC exec saying brands can't quit walled gardens. Amazon has gatecrashed this group and Gartner now placed them in the leader section of their report on buy-side ad tech. Newt. The latest ITV results are good, showing they have shaken off the effects on lockdown. But the FT feels their shift online is slow, although a new deal with Virgin and O2 may help as they plan a new IPTV service next year. They have made a significant step forward, with the first personalized ads for a new Army hyper-local campaign on their Planet V platform. We know this approach is highly effective in social and ITV have worked with our friends at Cablado to make this happen. The latest Disney results show the streaming space is changing, the low-hanging fruit has signed up and it's now a hard fight for new customers. Customers in emerging markets are good but they will inevitably pay less. In Fix last Wednesday we shared research from Deloitte and Activate showing subscriptions are likely to land around 5 per household and 3 of those slots are likely to go to Netflix, Amazon and, if you have kids or love Star Wars, Disney. The next era of the streaming wars is all about marketing. Web3. The Economist have given two of the smartest digital thinkers a platform to talk about the future of crypto. I think this quote really gets the opportunity. But the real story is that NFTs are a key building block for a new wave of Web3 services that radically alter the economics of the internet, redistributing value and control from tech giants back to users, developers and small firms. As they transition from headlines about their value to people thinking how to use them as tools some brands are experimenting, the Wall Street Journal looks at American Eagle Clinique and McDonald's. They also have a good explanatory video on NFTs. In China luxury brands are offering NFTs, termed digital collectibles, as part of buying limited edition scarves from Burberry. Coach and Lanjin have also offered NFTs. And they are finding a role in music too. The talent business behind K-pop superstars BTS, as well as Justin Bieber, have partnered with the leading crypto exchange in South Korea to launch NFTs, starting with cards of BTS members. 
The founder explained. The goal of NFT photo cards was to provide secure card ownership, allowing them to be collected, exchanged and displayed in a global fan community where instead of a single photo, it can be turned into a digital photo card with moving images and sound. Both brands and bands have an interest in maintaining links with fans and customers and as the traditional ways of doing this have become tarnished, innovations like NFTs are seen as potential new approaches. Of course not everyone is convinced. Web pioneer Cory Doctor thinks the original vision has been lost to speculation, calling them a massive, fraud-ridden speculative bubble, and he berates the blockchain brothers for spoiling everything. R. The Niantic founder, the people beyond Pokemon Go, doesn't seem that impressed by all the recent chatter about the metaverse. He tells Wired that R is where the real metaverse is going to happen. His track record gives him real authority and this quote makes perfect sense. I don't need to make a conference room look like a cartoon Tahiti. That doesn't make it better for me. One example that shows real potential is this from Nike, a run enhanced by R through a pair of glasses. Simple idea that adds an extra layer and is a fun improvement. Tech that solves problems gets adopted. Snap know this and keep pushing or shopping forward, now with more try-on tools. Merchant. Alibaba tries to go global with Singles Day, China's big shopping festival. US giant DoorDash is accelerating plans to go global with the acquisition of Finland-based Wolt, for $7 billion paid in stock. They were only in Japan but Wolt adds 23 new markets. The price paid is high but Wolt enjoys a reputation for efficiency, driven by launching in an expensive country with strong labor rights. I wonder if the current UK model of kids on bikes working from a railway arch is that sustainable. Can Finnish logistics expertise show a new way? The founder of the iconic London restaurant The Wolseley is a fan of QR codes, telling the FT. One of the few benefits that have come out of the pandemic is that it has advanced technology in what is a reactionary industry by at least three years, maybe more. A new payment method is shaving the commission charge to the restaurants, very welcome in tough times. And Uniqlo self-checkouts have finally arrived in the West. First launched in Japan in 2019 this tech will grow as staff are harder to recruit. Learning from other markets, like Japan, is essential as merchant grows. Here we see seven e-commerce trends from the Middle East and North Africa. Many of the ingredients are the same, fast last mile, dark stores etc., but the solutions can be very different. For example payment providers are transitioning people away from cash on delivery. We mentioned a while ago that concerns over supply chain was leading to a rise in BAPIS, now research confirms people prefer buying online and picking up in store. I will cover this idea of hybrid shopping more in our merchant fix on Wednesday. Amazon have opened their second UK four-star store, this time in Westfield Shepherd's Bush. And this Twitter thread on the bootstrapped rise of Fashion Nova reminds us how hard-growing a merchant business can be. Creative Tech The interest in creative tech is translating into M&A and investment. Keltra have received a big slug of cash from PE firm Symphony in return for a majority stake. The deal is for $190 million and positions Keltra as a major player in this space. Their focus on automation arguably means more specialized firms can deliver better creative with more flexibility. For example Wirewax is really good at interactive video, so have done some of the best shoppable video, and has been snapped up by Vimeo. East. An FT piece on how China's tech bosses cashed out at the right time opened strongly. In China, there is no clearer sell sign than when Xi Jinping, the Chinese president, starts personally attacking an industry. The Chinese regulators have been highly effective at getting the tech business into line, but there is still lots of deal-making. Tencent has bought yet another game studio, this one behind the biggest game on Nintendo Switch right now. Listening to their earnings call, 
or reading the transcript, is really illuminating, both of the scale of the Tencent business and the health of it. They dropped the share of under-18s playing gaming from 6.4% to 0.7%. And I see their ad business hardly grew. It's a challenging market, here we see how one creator fared. She drew millions of TikTok followers by selling a fantasy of rural China. Then politics intervened. Plus plus. Uber raises London fares by 10% and peak trips to Gatwick and Heathrow by 25%. Once VC funding slows how viable are some of these tech businesses? We need a super app for travel. Trip Actions thinks it can build it. Warner Music and Twitch team on artist channels and programming. Sun and Mail Online think they get buried in Google search rankings. How Ryan Reynolds went beyond movies to build a business empire. People believe people like themselves, meet the shop floor TikTok stars. United States Audio Media Forecast 2021. After digital flops, can Rupert Murdoch's UK empire fight back? Rory Sutherland, digital's greatest value is in exploration, not efficiency. The latest activate outlook, so much data. Skimflation, frustration as US firms skimp on services prices rise. How to make your loyalty program pay off, HBR.